0: Today on Saturday afternoon fever, Matthew, uh, we have we are being joined by a guest who has written a book. Uh, it's Adam Zwar, and his book Twelve Summers is coming out just in time for Christmas. Uh, he is the the cricket fan equivalent of your hopeless St Kilda fan. Uh, Zuar and I have known one another for a long time. We went to the Paralympics in London together in 2012 and it's nice to welcome him to Saturday Afternoon Fever. Good morning, uh, good evening. It's timeless. Hello, Adam Zwa.
1: Good to be speaking to both of you, legends. Um, And uh, can I just say, firstly, Matthew, welcome back to Public Life. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We've
2: been speaking to Adam Zwa. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, Yeah, it was was almost a decade-long hiatus, and I'm glad that somebody noticed.
1: Yeah, mate, yeah, I noticed. You went went from being, you know, a much-loved stand-up to kind of an impresario for a few years, mm. and um, then you went and had babies, and then now you're back. i am just relieved you're back, and I'm and I'm glad you two are together. What a combo.
0: Thank you very much, Wari. In the intro, uh, I've only said, you know, that we went to the Paralympics together, but you're also responsible for so much uh, TV on the ABC, including the Agony Uncles series and the Agony series. Um of course, lame. Hardy's yeah. looking at me with professional jealousy. I am. Coming out of him going, no, why wasn't I included? No, but... no,
2: no, 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 no. I wasn't, uh, wasn't possibly good enough or high status enough. But the people he did select uh, really did the job well, including you, Lawrence Mooney. And I reckon that was when – that was your breakout game, as they say in AFL parlance. That was like Tom Hawkins in the final – you know.
0: That, <laughs> that, it was a bit of a breakout period for me. It was a really reinvention, so I must thank you, Adam.
2: Yeah, that was uh, Mitch March oh. Mitch Marsh in the recent T twenty World Cup. It was the Mooney breakout game was Agony Uncles, and then of course you did Agony Aunts with Judith Judith Lucy, etc. You did oh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Agony of Life. There was a whole lot of spin off of series. Agony of Christmas. Yeah,
1: the Moonman well, Moon Man was the reigning champion, you know, he just he just brought it every week. And I knew the thing is that you loved it. You loved doing it. You went, oh, I'm going to tear this up. I remember that you saying that to me one day, <laughs> and uh, it was it was great because I actually met you. I, I knew you a little bit beforehand, but I I actually met you through Sam Pang, <clears throat> and uh, it was after a Triple R event, and you were telling me about your year of going blonde.
2: Yeah, and I said that
1: that needs to be a TV series. <laughs> my um, my
2: year of going blonde. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's. Oh, yeah. I, I believe. He, I believe. I recall his behaviour adjusting for the worst during that twelve-month period. Is that correct, Lawrence? In well, hindsight.
0: I, I, and we have spoken about it before on this very podcast, uh, where yeah, I had separated from my first marriage. Uh, I was doing breakfast radio. I decided to go blonde and uh, attracted all the wrong attention. It was amazing. Got it got was a great year. Peroxide poisoning. Yeah. It was just I was blonde and had a black three day growth and looked wow. like he was
2: selling look like he was selling speed with like a not even an Adidas tracksuit on but a two stripe two stripe job.
0: There's a photo of me uh, wearing uh, um oh, who's the Leiderhausen? No, the red um, Sesame Street character, Elmo, El- an Elmo t shirt. Elmo shoots me. I'm otherwise. at a I'm at a benefit and the roadie at the benefit is Shane Jacobson and he's in the process uh, of writing and making Kenny. Right. And there am I, you know, the I've got the rock star blonde hair and, uh, you know, the the wacky, ironic T-shirt on, and there's this lovely man who's, you know, worked as the roadie. And, boy, how those roles <laughs> have changed. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Adam Zwa, now, uh, your book, I've just read it, and it's brilliant. It made me laugh out loud, and uh, not many books Thanks. do.
1: Thanks, you Thanks, mate. I'm going to say that it's very reflective of, of Australian show businesses. So I always believe that Australian show business is like a like a peloton in the Tour de France where mm. someone goes out right out in front and then they get dragged back in and then someone else goes out <laughs> in front and then they get dragged back in. Yeah.
0: And then eventually some fan runs onto the road and everyone just ends up in a pile of parts and <laughs> broken limbs. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, That's a great um, analogy, Zwari. I love it. Brilliant.
2: Um, uh, yeah. So-
1: Sorry, sorry, Matthew. No,
2: that's okay. I just want to talk about how good your book is, and I mean it. Um, anyway, it's got uh, – it's got on the cover, it says in massive uh, yellow, as in the green and gold style lettering from the original Australian one-day team outfit, uh, Adam Zwar in massive font, and in slightly smaller font, the title of your book, which is 12 Summers, which is self-explanatory, and then the uh, the subtitle or the, the, the byline is, uh, being a lifelong fan of Australian cricket is harder than it looks.
1: The reason why I got into cricket was um, – I was a uh, very lonely kid, only child, teased at school. Like, Mm. if I'd gone to school with you, Moon Man, you would have sensed blood in the water. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> i would have just been easy picking for you mate um and
0: then we would have been I, very close friends
2: well no you might have been <laughs> right. you might have been too close of friends because it was a catholic uh, boarding school background that you both shared and you know maybe off air later we can talk about those grisly details some of which you touch upon in your book however go on
1: yeah yeah it, and so well i went to I, So, mum and dad didn't know what to do with me because i was crying all the time this is like when i was Aww. you know between seven like, i know it's sweet isn't it? so i was crying so i went to a, a child psychologist and I remember sitting outside the office as mum and dad were in there with the the child psychologist, and the child psychologist said, have you got any theories on why Adam's crying all the time? And dad said, he does eat a lot of honey.
2: (laughs) I I don't remember Winnie the Pooh being in floods of tears. (laughs)
1: That's that's right. Exactly. And um, I found cricket soon after, and I was uh, immediately obsessed by the confidence of them all. Like, I mean, how do you get – how do you become that confident? You know, I was, you know, like Tony Gregg doing the pitch report. It was just a picture of right. someone who knew what he was saying and and doing, and 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 he stuck the, the key into the pitch with authority. And I loved all that. I, I was, it was like I was I was hoping to catch some sort of confidence off these guys.
0: So what and, what, what um, season of cricket was you know the, the seminal one for you that you think back and it's like that's where Adam Zawai – Came into cricket. That's where cricket made Zawari. What, what season yeah, it was, was it?
1: 80, 80, 80, and it was the Underarm uh, se- season. So when everyone was outraged by Underarm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "This is amazing <laughs> that uh, the, the, the drama and the kind of." The fact that everyone was talking about it at school and my parents were outraged and the Prime Minister was outraged. I just thought it was magnificent. Yeah, there was, was and, con-
2: controversy all over the place. I was actually at that game that day and dad made oh us leave. God. Dad made us leave early to beat the traffic. Right? <laughs> so we so we heard the greatest moment of all time on the Staticky car radio, right? And I'll tell you what, uh, the, the Chapel Brothers teammates were so disgusted themselves that I'm sure I spotted uh, Dennis Lillian Marsh in the car in front of us.
0: <laughs> 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 Heading anywhere else on the Monash. So, what, what time of the day do you think that happened?
2: Oh, about six o'clock. It was, just, it was the last over of the day. It wasn't the last ball of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just it was, the shadows were growing longer at the MCG. Yeah, and the game would
2: finish right. in time for the news to begin immediately after. And you and you later speak. You later speak in the book of one of the rare occasions when the news was actually delayed, uh, Adam, during Steve Waugh's, you know incredible innings at in at the SEG.
1: Do, do you remember the, the big deal about the news being delayed? I mean, it doesn't even make sense to mm. people these days. But if the Channel Nine news was delayed, it had to be a big event, and it normally meant that you know that a game was in the balance, uh, not necessarily someone scoring a century, but everyone. The equation at that time that was, you know, that that if Steve Waugh scored a century, he would be kept on as captain of the Australian cricket team. If he didn't, he was gone. Yeah. And so, and not he didn't want to come back the next morning. Uh, he didn't want to take that chance. And luckily, he didn't because he did get our first ball the, the next morning. But um, he, yeah. So he scored a century. You know, in a you know, in three a quarters day. of a, a day. Yeah, 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 three quarters of a day.
2: And he hit that, he hit that. was it a square drive boundary uh, off the last ball for four? Yeah. And it was like the most fairytale finish of all time?
1: Yeah, and it was the, the wrist work. And I spoke to um Andrew Denton uh, because what was really weird about that game is, you know, you normally see the guys coming out, you know, bringing the drinks onto the ground. And Andrew Denton was bringing the drinks onto the ground that day. What? And none of the commentators mentioned it. Yeah, but like hadn't it he just unmentioned?
2: Hadn't he like won that uh, opportunity yeah. in a celebrity auction a week earlier or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, he he won it a week earlier, but it was never mentioned. I had to ring him up and ask him what what happened, and um, he said he'd been by he'd been banned by his wife from telling the story because he told it so often. But uh, yeah, he'd won it in a celebrity auction to be the assistant coach of the Australian cricket team for that day, and uh, he went out there and he he didn't really know what to say to you know. To Steve wore a drinks, so it was kind of like he got his helmet off, and it was just sweat was pouring down and and uh he he just said, "Um, hey, you know, how are you going and, and Steve War said, "Yeah, yeah, really enjoying it and then um as he's leaving, Dandy goes, "Don't don't be home before six and um <laughs> That's and nice. Steve War laughed, and uh he goes, "Oh, thank fuck, you know, thank God he he laughed because uh you know he went out on the limb because yeah, well, he didn't know what to say.
2: It was his captaincy and his career. He wouldn't have just been removed as captain. He would have been dropped from the team and probably the end of his career. And he says that he's, yeah. en- he says that he's enjoying it. That's uh, that's yeah, that's, the, t- that's the ice cool Steve so, War t- under 2001? pressure.
1: Two thousand and one. 2003, Uh, was that? 2003, four? Yeah,
2: 2003, four. The book is, um, and also those of us um, who don't immediately picture Adam Zwa, well, he created and was the co star, he wasn't the dog, in the TV series Wilfred, Wilfred. which was massive massive (laughs) here. And and Lowdown. And Lowdown.
0: Which is, I I think, you know, uh, a great homage to your journalistic career too and a fabulous comedy. Oh, thank you, mate.
2: Can you tell us the, the genuine origins of your idea for the Wilfred TV series?
1: So, um, so you, you you were part of that night, Matthew, because you and we've discussed it a little bit since, because that was the night I um, uh, went went to Cherry Bar after seeing Powderfinger. Do you remember that? That's
2: right, and uh, yeah, and, 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 and Heath,
1: Ledger, Heath Ledger was there.
2: Yeah, I love the Cherry Bar. We're great mates with James Young, who runs it. Go on, Lawrence.
0: There's a great book called Playing Tennis with Warren at Jack's. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a, just a simple Australian memoir. But that's the name of it. But I reckon uh, drinking with Heath at Cherry Bar after Powderfinger <laughs> is a great name for memoirs, Ari.
1: Right. <laughs> that is great. That is very good. I think you've just uh, given Matthew's next book. Um, well, when and I, I took this girl on a date there, oh, and honey. we'd, we'd been dating dating a few times. Um, it, the date was nearly kind of uh, derailed very early in the evening because I. Went to the bar and got drinks, and when I came back, she was uh, on the on the dance floor with the Powderfinger drummer. No. Um, oh, Jesus. But Bloody anyway, went back to her place, and uh, she's got a dog. It was half it was half Labrador, half dingo. It's so a picture of that. Oh yeah. um, And I'm playing. I'm throwing the dog the ball while she's in the kitchen making a cup of tea, and. Uh, and then when it comes time, she goes, Oh, she, he likes you, he likes you, he doesn't really like everyone. I went, Oh, yeah, that, that's good. She goes, Oh, that's kind of a good sign. Um, and um went to the bedroom, the dog came with us, and the dog's just sitting at the end of the bed while we're kind of cuddling, mm. and he's just looking at me as if to say, What the fuck are you gonna do to my missus? <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'm freaking out, a little bit freaking out. I was pretty I was in a bit of a sensitive spot at the time because my mum had just passed away, and I was like, you know, and I was thinking, I was putting a little too much emphasis on this burgeoning relationship, you know, and um, and I really wanted to work, but the dog was freaking me out, and she was, and she wasn't doing anything to actually, she didn't say. When she said you're uncomfortable with the dog, there and I said, Oh, little Ben, she didn't do anything to actually make it easier. And I said, Look, I think I might be, I might go. And she went, okay, no worries. And um, well, the, the yeah, old, so,
2: the old uh, canine
1: cock block, yeah, totally <laughs> cock by a canine. And then, well, you know, he walked, he walked me out of the door and uh. He, yeah, he, hang, he, he walked you.
2: He, he walked you to the door. The dog did.
1: Yeah, he goes. Yeah, you didn't get a chance to naughty boy yet. Naughty boy, did you?
0: Yeah, naughty <laughs> oh, well. boy.
1: Uh, and yeah. So that, that was the that was the
0: seed of the idea for Wilfred that night.
1: Yeah. So Jason was staying at my place, and the next day we were talking about it. He, he used to like stories of my misfortune. And um, J- Jason, was speaking of
2: Jason Gann, the actor J- who Jason, played the dog Wilfred. Yep.
1: Mm. Yeah, we're going to get to chase again. You have got a good chase again story, Matthew. So um, we we uh, so went back to um yeah we went to his pla- went back to my place and we talked about it. I said you be the dog and I'll be me, and it was funny and we roged it. And I did have a feeling that that afternoon as we were writing it that we were onto something. And I thought to myself, don't be ridiculous, Adam. It's just a short film. I mean, you can't you know you can't make any money out of a short film. But it it did it kept growing. It just wouldn't stop. You know, it was a it was a soft kind of start and then. Um, it just kept growing, and a series uh, of wood very for fortunate. It? So two, two in Australia, and four in America.
2: Yeah, and you got you got no less than Frodo himself, Elijah Wood, to play your role in the American version.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the issue with the American version uh, is that they had to explain the joke, so he had to have a mental illness, and so I always felt that was a bit kind of, you know, really? just a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah. When uh, uh, when you, when well, you they, say they,
0: explain the joke, like. It, we we just saw a dog, you know, and yeah. everyone agrees that, you know, your dog, if it could speak, would say this, smoking yeah. bongs and uh, rooting the beanbag. uh you are an honourable man, and uh, once you'd written this book uh, or during the process of writing it, you did actually ring Matthew Hardy because there's this parallel of, you know, the hopeless fan on the outside wanting to be on the inside, and you know mm-hmm. the, the the trajectory of your much loved team with your life
1: originally the book was going to be two thirds me and one third cricket, and then when I had it in the first half the publisher only had one note and that was more cricket and I went, right. oh my God now we are we are drifting into Matthew Hardy uh, Nickel Hornby territory here and um, but yeah I I mean Saturday afternoon fever was was one of like three books I took to America. You know, with me when I went there for five years. So I just, I, the, the, the depiction of Australiana and growing up and Ernie Sigley on the back of the ute and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> um, it, it just meant so much to me, you know, the detail yeah. and, and it always made me laugh. So, um, so there's it, this expat
0: you know, connection too, to that, you know, nostalgic bond to yeah. place.
1: Yeah, that mate. And it's very pronounced when you, when you move away, or well, definitely for me anyway. Um, I, I was like, uh, I had no idea I'd be yearning so much for Australia. And you know, I had the the global AFL app, so I used to watch you know a lot of football on the weekends. Mm. And just and here in the crowd at the MCG, it, was, it did kind of produce a lot of longing. Who knew being an adult was going to be so hard? You know, <laughs>
2: know even if you're doing well, it's hard. And you are doing well. Can you just tell us? Uh, uh, I suppose in closing, is uh, Lawrence is. Childhood hero was Timmy Watson, and mine, of course, was Trevor Barker, which half this book is about but uh, I believe I believe you had a cricketing hero, and your dad helped you meet him
1: so uh yeah I, I look it was originally I was kind of a Kim Hughes guy and yep. um and I thought it was kind of like an entry level you know person because Rod Marsh and Dennis Lily were just a little too hardcore for me at, at the age of eight, you know, like the facial hair and, and it was like almost having a stiff jack Daniels whereas um uh, Kim Hughes's, you know, beer and lemonade, and um, so then Alan Border came. You got to understand, Cairns in the 1980s, we didn't have any celebrities there at all. When Grant Kenny came to Cairns, Grant <laughs> Kenny, Iron Man, yeah, <laughs> three hundred of us, three hundred of us turned up to meet him at the airport. Why not? Yes,
2: the of Golden course.
1: Boy. He was he, he was huge. The Australia wide, the, the
2: Nutri grand Kid. Yeah. He was in Cool and Get a yeah. Gold, the mm. great Australian That's right. film.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I've got a photo of you know, like a, a photo of of uh, Grant just coming off the plane, picking up his bag. You oh, he had the most um,
2: beautiful body, perfectly tanned, big smile, beautiful, big smile, good looking, built like still a rich- had
1: all his hair. You know, <laughs> a real Australian boy.
2: <laughs> there's a there's yeah, a th- that's right. there's a through line about uh, hair and the occasional lack thereof, but that's for
1: oh yeah yeah you okay, to tell. Not, you guys. You guys, exactly. Look at you too. Um, so you make, uh, Grant, so Kenny, Border yeah. comes to Alan. Border uh, announces that he's coming to Cairns to have a, a coaching clinic. It's the most elite cricketers in Cairns. Kid, you know, children, cr- child cricketers uh, are invited to this um, coaching clinic. I, of course, was not invited. But Dad said, oh, "Let's go down anyway, and you can have a look at you know Border in the nets." And Border's there. Uh, just standing outside the nets, giving people pointers, and he's wearing those aviator sunglasses and looking very cool. <laughs> and um, and I, at lunchtime, everyone, all the kids are off having lunch, and Border's just skulking around. And Dave goes, Go up to him and ask him for his autograph. Go up to Mr. Border and ask him for his autograph. And I said, um, No, I, I can't possibly do that, Dad. I'm just too too nervous. And he goes, Come on, I'll, I'll join you. And so Dave went up and said, You know, excuse me, Mr. Border. Um, this is Adam, he'd love your autograph. And Alan bought a signed my autograph book. And um then he made the mistake of asking how I was, and I said <laughs> <laughs> Door wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Anecdote time. I, yep. <laughs> that's it. I, I asked him if he preferred to be called Pugsley or A B because they were his two nicknames and and then did he, did he miss working as a clerk in the film archive department at BHP? Because
2: <laughs> he... yeah, you, you like me, you you read the player profiles. Oh, you, the player profiles, and then yeah. you, you memorize every detail, mm. and you're fascinated yeah. by every aspect. Like you say, does he miss working? So go on, what else did you ask him?
1: Oh, and then, and then I said, and then I said, is your favourite drink still uh, tea and milk? And I <laughs> pronounced it and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Tyamurira who's he and that's play that's for that's in the book <laughs> <laughs> that's what's in the book um, uh, uh how dad and mr border laughed uh and then i uh, like you know this kid right then border tapped me on the shoulder and said i was a good kid and after that i was just lo- i was locked in for the next 15 20 years everything right. that border did i was obsessed by you know I, I was obsessed by him retiring with an average over 50 that was the most important thing in my life, you know, so I'd write on any that he was in, you know, that he was playing. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how I got locked into him.
2: Well, wow. you were a good kid, and if AB says so... You are a good kid. We can't argue. You still are. You're a, go- <laughs> you're, you're, you're a good kid. You're a good kid, and you're a great man, and you've written genuinely a great book, and uh, you can grab it for Christmas. It's called 12 Summers. It's by Adam Zwar. It's uh, his latest of many uh, creations, all of which are top shelf. This is no exception. Thanks for chatting to us on Saturday Afternoon Fever, Adam Zwar.
1: Thank you so much, guys.
0: Okay, that'll do us, Lawrence Mooney, for today. I am having a ball, so uh, please join us on the next episode and tell your friends. Bring some friends along. Thanks for joining us. Okay, if you haven't given us a rate and review, now's the time. We're counting on you.